Hey, Towelites. Welcome to the second episode of The Pursuit of Plastic, the story of Marvel Legends. I'm Casey, and uh, with me... I'm Chris. And uh, Pursuit of Plastic is our toy hunting, love of toys, everything related to action figures and collecting um, podcast. So we wanted to talk Marvel Legends this uh, this episode because we're huge fans, been fans of it since back in the day. And uh, Chris, why don't you give us a little background on the series? Um, I know, well, I know we've both been collecting Marvel Legends since the beginning, uh, since what, 2002? Is that how long it's been? Yeah, uh, back in 2002. Uh, the original series came out uh, for Marvel Legends, but before that, uh, there was the, the uh, Spider-Man Legends, uh, or Spider-Man Classics, uh, right. That were kind of a yeah they were a precursor to the to the line, and those um, we were both really into those. I I know you I've seen those on your wall. Um, I still have them. Those, yeah. those figures are 13 years old, and the articulation and um, I mean they finally just released a 2099 figure, and it's taken forever to get that far. So um, I mean. Yeah, and you know, with it being kind, of, I think it's a more shiny deco to it. Um, so it's it's a completely different figure, which is it's nice that they gave it this much time. But then again, the character is popular in comics um, at this point, which is which is really cool. Um, I guess really thinking back to it, it was you know how it was kind of a funny intro to it because you had these great articulate figures and then you had something like man like a strange figure like man spider yeah um, <laughs> oh, that figure is i mean that's amazing figure <laughs> i love that <laughs> it's like it's funny cuz like with with the early classics you got um that was kind of more like a statue the the to- the toad figure was a leftover figure which was in the first uh marvel legends line which you know he was packed in with like hulk Iron Man and Captain America, which everybody's like, why is Toad in here? Why Toad? Why of all the quote-unquote Avengers, like, why not a Thor figure? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. and, and it's funny because it's like, it wasn't movie Toad. It was classic shitty Toad with like his weird, like frayed shirt and everything, and he kind of looks like a goblin almost. I yeah, I hate yeah. that. Toad. Yeah, it's it's so classic. It's like he should be in like Lord of the Rings or something like that with his tunic, whatever he's wearing. Uh, apparently, uh, but yeah. So Spider-Man Classics was great because it 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 took what we were collecting from the earlier Toy Biz lines, which were very you know not super articulated or anything like that or or heavily detailed, and all of a sudden introduced these superhero toys that had great points of articulation and really nice sculpts. Um, you know, so the Spider-Man classics. I think there was two of yeah, two lines, uh, 2000 and 2001. Uh, the second one came out, and that was the the Daredevil one you mentioned. Um, and then after that, that line did continue for a very long time. Um, pretty sure it went into mid 2000s, and then you know, I mean, even after that, there was more Spider-Man lines, but. Um, that was very Spider-Man centric, but then Marvel Legends launched in 2002, as you said before. Right in 2002, I mean that's, ugh. I mean that's where things really started taking off. I mean, you're used to when we're kids. I mean, we're playing with 
you know, Batman toys, Spider-Man toys, X-Men, all that, but you have hardly any points of movement. Maybe some shoulder joints might move a little bit. Um, not knee, definitely not ankle. You know what I mean? Like, you might have, like, a gripping action or something like that. But most of the time, stuck movement of the shoulder, maybe of the, maybe the waist. I mean, you got more articulation out of a G.I. Joe figure than yeah. you did out of a classic action figure. So in 2000, I mean, think about it. 2002, we're 20. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're already past the point. I mean, whatever, obviously, you guys are listening to The Pursuit of Plastic, and I apologize for some of the audio on this episode. Um, Chris and I do not live next to each other. Uh, he lives about six hours away, so we're doing this via the uh, Google Hangout as our first time, so <laughs> I apologize for any audio. We'll, this is a test episode. Really a test. <laughs> I hope that uh, Biz. Uh, comes through okay, but um, so yeah, you know, 20 years old, and we're finally getting a line of toys outside of maybe the McFarlane, the er the early movie Maniacs line, where we're really getting articulation in figures, and they're doing the poses that we want to do. They're not just standing there. We can we can have pouch. We can get them get on their you know make a stance with like their knees or something like that. Um, and it's amazing. I mean, like plus there's accessories. Um, which I, the toys have always had accessories, but it's just kind of cool, like what they added to it. Oh, and Chris, you can elaborate on this: the bases to the figures. Like Diamond Select is the only one who's doing bases like that. I think yeah, bases are a really cool um, add-on uh, accessory, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that that's what really launched the series. I remember with like the Iron Man one had a strange Stark Tower. Sign on it from like, the other side of the building. Uh, Captain America had like this old World War Two, uh, <laughs> like what looked like you know a side of a building with a window and stuff. Um, so I mean, right. it's really cool because that. And I was gonna, I was just gonna mention this anyhow. It was like they have the collector in mind when it comes to it. the collector and the displayer and the person who really enjoys, um, <clears throat> really enjoys doing that. So I mean. It was it was kind of taking taking a new route in action figure collecting um, because you had the people who grew up you know playing with toys and and collecting their favorite series based on their favorite characters now they're right. growing up and they're they're getting into the business of making these toys um, so you know all of a sudden we have this adult driven market for um, action figures and Marvel Legends was a great 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 launch to that, I think, you know, to, to the superhero side. Marvel Legends, honestly, I, I think that that line, and, and this is why we're talking about it, I think it's the reason why most of these figures exist the way that they do nowadays. The articulation that came from it, the base, the colors, the sculpting, um, I, I've always collected action figures, but, like, and we'll talk about it in, in other episodes, I hate Kenner. You know what I mean? Like, the, the faces don't look like the actors. And that's one of the reasons why I never got into collecting Star Wars toys. And it's like, with these Marvel Legends, like, they look like the comic book characters that I grew up with and that I'm reading physically in the pages right now. So, like, 
to see that Wolverine, to see that, oh, that Magneto figure. I mean, like, these are some of the best toys ever made. Um, and then and then we got to talk about, like... Well, no, I mean, that's... Demise. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the demise. But, I mean, you make a really good point. You make a really good point about this is that these are some of the best action figures ever made, especially when they're produced at that at that level where it's, like, high production and they're, you know, you can find them out in the stores. Um, they're made by, you know, they're, they're being made um, like that. But I, what I love about them is that they hold, they really hold, you know, they, they, they hold the test of time. And oh, even, absolutely. And they, they just are totally comparable to a lot of the action figures that are coming out today and still can beat out a lot of the other comic book, you know, franchises that attempt to make toys. Yep, yep. I, I just think that... Or at least at a higher just, level, like a big level like Hasbro and Mattel, you know. Right, right. So, you know, we, we touched upon it a little bit with the demise. So 2002 until 2005, the series is going strong. They're continuing to, I mean, really just be amazing. You know what I mean? Like, the figures that they're putting out, I mean... We have a Hawkeye, we have a Ghost Rider, Phoenix, Deadpool, Red Skull. The list goes on with, like, I think that what they did is, like, there was a couple, what they consider their chase figures, which yeah. is not their, like, well-known characters. Um, Doombot. Or, or alternative costumes. Could be one of them. Right. Unmasked, which was some. Um, but, like... I want to, well, you know what, before I even go and talk about, like, the demise, I also wanted to talk about, remember those figures that were the tall ones? That yeah. were, uh, what were those, 12 inches? Yes. So there was oh, Beast? I, I thought they were, like, 18 inch. They were 18 inches. I know which ones you mean, yeah, the 12 inch ones. 12 inch. That were just uh, like, just like the Marvel Legends themselves, just blown up. Yes, so, well... And more articulation because I still have a Wolverine, but there's also a Beast, a and a Venom, which I bought for uh, Chris Siever on uh, who's the co-host of Gourmet Scum Radio, my cousin. Um, those figures too were insanely articulated, and the only difference is is that they might have changed like a color. Like I remember the the Wolverine you had. You had masked and unmasked, and I believe the unmasked version of that toy. And I'll have to look at eBay, uh, worth some serious dough. Because now, the figure itself is like that. 20... It's probably worth more now, which I'll look up, but it was worth I mean, money then because you get an oh, yeah. one. At that time, it was... it was Everybody wanted that figure, and it's like these chase figures created such a buzz that um, the series... That's I think that's why the series got so popular. And it was, it was hard to find those figures. I found a couple, but... The rest of them I was on eBay looking for. Um, so, then, I mean, the there was a line. Mm -hmm. Oh, go on. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, and we'll talk about later, the, the Build-A-Figure is, is the same concept. Um, it, was just, it was just these great extra bonuses packed upon bonus to give you this great, uh, this, this wonderful action figure line that, that still I don't think can be beat. No. This is... Uh, they were called the Marvel Legends Icons series. 
Yes. And yes. So I guess they thought it was worth more, but the unmasked the unmasked variant is forty. Someone's selling it for forty dollars on eBay. Forty dollars seems to be about the price. But the unmasked variant of the normal, like the small size figure, like that's going for forty dollars as well. So it didn't matter if it was the twelve inch or the other one. The unmasked variant. One person selling for seventy five dollars. The six inch version. So people are insane. But um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I mean, so so what happened? What happened to to Toy Biz? How did it go under? Um, it's going strong for three years so well. What what brought this thing down? Like that's my question. Is like, and I and I know you and me and a lot of other people were all kind of like scratching our heads. Like when when a f- series is going so well, what caused it to disappear? I that's, that's what I want to know. You know, and that's and that's that's what's kind of crazy is that if something's so popular that why how can people mess it up? And that's and that's really what it comes down to is. Are people just not not handling the business right? Um, and then all of a sudden, Marvel doesn't Marvel doesn't want them representing their their characters anymore, and so they sell the the uh, the rights to Hasbro, and Hasbro just picks it right up. Um, and so, kind of another little funny thing is like you know you and I are not big Avia Avia Rad or a Rod or a Rad fans. Um, <laughs> Dude, his uh, always his mishandlings with Marvel, but he had a major hand in this uh, kind of uh, the downfall. The downfall of Toy Biz. Uh, Toy Biz, yeah, because Marvel had Marvel had picked it up and put some uh, shares into it, and well, they they decided that they weren't doing a good job, and they everybody started selling their stocks and. Dissolved it, and Toy Biz became what's known now, or known then as Marvel Toys. Right, right. Which I I remember that as well. Do you remember how so, horrid they were? Hasbro. <laughs> I do, and I don't, and I don't like. I don't know why. Like, what exactly happened with that? You know what I mean? Like, why did they all of a sudden go from the Arguably the best toys on the market, um, down to something that like nobody gives a shit about. I know a lot of it was just the the figures themselves. Like I think like the characters that they were picking, like I don't want to be a jerk about it, but it's like I don't like some of them. I don't even care. You know um, what I mean? And like I know, think that was part of the problem too. But what else are you gonna do after that many lines? You have you've covered your bases with a lot of most of your characters, and this was before, you know. There's so many now variants on the characters after like ever since like House of M when they've been doing all this alternate alternate reality stuff and just changing up the the storylines and the costumes all the time. So now it's like there's like this plethora of 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 options for for the characters. But before, I mean, you had your classic and you had you know you had some change ups which you had with your, your chase figures and different box sets. Right. You, you you were able to get those. But you were starting to get into this very obscure um, point in 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 the release because how, how many Thors can you do? How many Captain Americas can you do? You know, and they'd already done the Ultimate Captain America, say you know, and and the classics. So it was time to really like see how Longshot would sell and Lady Deathstrike. So um, 
Right, and but let's let's look at some of this the stuff here, right? So it's had, uh, toy biz is going pretty strong until 2005 to 2007. Okay, 2007 Hasbro's taken over. Right. The first the first wave that comes out, the Annihilus wave, uh, Fantastic Four bad guy who I I can tell you I could probably tell you who it is, but you know what I mean. Like I don't give a shit about this guy and. Not enough characters, or sorry, not enough fans do. So the lines that get released are Banshee, which is well, okay. no. Listen, listen, he was. It, it's okay, but this character looked like it looked like total garbage. Like I was like, oh my gosh, is a Banshee figure coming out finally? But no, it was. It's it's horrid. <laughs> right. No. So one of the things that they did, they way from the the finger joints. Which was one of the the big things that Toy Biz did that separated themselves. Even McFarlane Toys in in 2007, McFarlane Toys isn't even doing as much articulation as they did before. But getting rid of finger joints is a huge blow. How many of those figures had had finger joints though? Besides Spider Man. Before that. No, during during the Toy Biz time. Wolverine does the the hand thing, not like individual fingers, just like the. Okay. The the four fingers, so that you could grip a weapon, basically. Gotcha. Or a stab, uh, probably a weapon. So you got Banshee, who looks like shit. Emma Frost, okay. Hercules, no one gives a shit. X Beast, I love that movie. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, Planet that. Hulk, I didn't give a shit. <clears throat> I like Planet that Hulk was that Planet Hulk was really hard to find. I never even saw that, it. That Planet Hulk is very hard to find, um, and and that's one of my favorite comic stories ever. So I'm not going to complain about that. But then Ultimate Iron Man. So thing is, is like that first wave sets a tepid ground for Hasbro. You know what I mean? They didn't come out with like badass figures or anything like that, and like the molding sucks. Yeah, the mo- the molding is 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 terrible, and I, you know that's that's a good point to bring up about the Emma Frost figure. It, I had been waiting for Emma Frost figure. We got one that was, um, I believe it was like her astonishing X Men garb, um, but then KB Toys did and is it her order. leading the X Men at this point? I I think so. At, like at least, in, in yeah, the past. yeah yeah yeah. So like she's a prominent figure at this point. Yeah. She is. She is, and you know even. I mean, I would have, you know, in the old line, I would rather had like an Emma Frost Hellfire Club figure, but, um, you know, maybe maybe Diamond. I'm gonna ask Diamond Select to do that one. Um, but the one the only thing that brought me to this was that KB Toys in an exclusive like clear figure of her, like in her diamond form, which was okay, but it, it was disappointing to finally get this figure, and it just was very, it was garbage. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, so we got the Annihilus line, uh, which I'm not a fan of. Blob series, more more X-Men. We do get some good things. Um, She-Hulk, which we haven't seen. But then and we also get Quicksilver, which is fine. Listen, I'm, As, I'm, you know, I'm not saying that there wasn't decent figures in this line that we needed or we wanted. And the thing about what Hasbro did was they tried to carry on at least after Toy Biz and try to give us figures that they that weren't already done. They 
they kept the same name and, and stuff like that, but it was just, I just don't think they had the right people attached to the project. I don't think that they put in as much heart, you know what I mean? I think it's mm -hmm. one of those things where, and I'll, I'll go off a little bit on a tangent, but to me it's almost like the difference between Marvel and DC movies. Mm. Marvel has, for the most part, comic book writers, or at least huge comic book fans now, working at Marvel Studios, doing Marvel Studios movies. And, you know, I don't know how much John Favreau was a huge Marvel fan or an Iron Man fan when he did um, Iron Man. I would imagine he probably was a pretty big one because of how much love he gave it to it. But even, like, Ed Norton, like, he, he told a story one time about how he used to get Incredible Hulk comics at the monthly subscription. So, like, my idea for, like, um, before I go off on a tangent, with, uh, with Hasbro and Toy Biz is that Toy Biz probably had these either really huge Marvel fans or really huge, you know, action figure fans designing the line. And I think at you know, when Hasbro took over, they're so used to making toy Transformers. I don't know what else they're ever making, but I don't think they put as much emphasis on comic book as a franchise and then the action figures as much as the fans wanted. No, you, you what you have is this this big big toy company taking over for 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 little guy who put more love into it. I think we failed to mention that Toy Biz was part of Marvel. And the reason why this whole thing went to ashes is because when Marvel went bankrupt, it was or was, you know, getting near to bankrupt around the time that right. Asriel took over. <clears throat> um, I guess it's like, you know, here, here's money, we'll we'll make toys. Um, and they they gave away the, the license to a big big toy distributor who was just gonna kinda just mold things out and and not be as impressive for for at least right. a while. For a little while. At least a while. So when did you start turning? Like or when did into things a vampire? Start when, into when did a vampire, start, yeah. <laughs> uh, when did things start turning? No, when did things start getting Yeah. Um, I, I really started to notice, uh, I think it was in, in 2012, uh, the, you know, I, I had collected a few of the figures from, you know, of course, from the figures I wanted from the time that Toy Biz and the Hasbro thing took place through 2012, but when 2012 right. hit, uh, they did a Build-A-Figure um, for Terex, and there was some really cool figures in there. I just got done reading... I was really into reading a lot of X-Men comics then because they were doing some great um, stuff with Hope Summers and, and Cable and all that stuff. I forgot what... It was years of those great comics. Um, but they did a Hope Summers toy in, in that Terex series, which I love. I got... You know, I have it on my, on my shelf. Um, they did the, the Steve uh, Rogers uh, Super Soldier where he had his... his like, kind of like the one he wore in Cap 2. Um, right. He had, like, he had the... Um, the variant for in that series for him was like that holographic shield, which, which was right. in like that that young not young next Avengers cartoon and and in the comics, which was really cool to see. Um, so I mean the yeah I remember giving you these toys. <laughs> yeah, and then of course the modern Thor from the uh, the the JMS uh, series that you know reinvented the character uh, for the new age. That that figure is. Oh, amazing. John Michael Straczynski. 
Krasinski, fucking awesome. Not that, not to say anything bad against Jason Aaron. Oh no, he's amazing, no. and I have not read Matt Fraction's run, but uh, was killing it. Um, yeah, and they no, based the figure off of that. He he had you know after after the events of Civil War and all that, it was just insane, and then. Rebirth, like re, like Thor reborn, such a cool way to bring him back in and 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 deal with the events that happened during Civil War and all that and that garbage. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, the the Terex build a figure. So I mean, it's only three years ago. I mean, we're in we're in early 2012. It's really two and a half years ago that started. The figures started looking more like they're supposed to look, um, getting a little bit more articulated with the way that they're supposed to be. Uh, you know, so let's talk about kind of the, the landscape now, right? Okay. So here we are today, and we remember a time, and obviously things have changed, gas go up, inflation, all that stuff, but I, I, I want to say that the price point Back in the day, was about fifteen bucks, right? Maybe less. I I swear that I remember picking up my my first few waves of Marvel Legends for under ten bucks, man. And I know that even even when I moved out here in two thousand seven, I I was still finding them for for under under ten bucks, maybe. But though, I mean, there's something crazy happened with that. Um, Inflation of action figure pricing, or something like that, and we should definitely <laughs> do some research on that and have a discussion sometime. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would be interested to know. I mean, like Hasbro, um, I remember uh, what you call it, um, Transformers costing that much money, but you know, I think that they're a little bit more articulated with what they can bring, but the and dumbing it down a little bit, and then now we're at a price point of about twenty-two dollars. You're lucky to find one for twenty dollars. No, I'd say twenty-two dollars is the low one. I don't. I don't think so. I. I've seen this. I've seen a very. Um, it's. It's. It's actually kind of crazy. Um, the, the last few series. I've, I. At to, let's use Toys R Us for example. I saw them for you know twenty-one ninety-nine. That was the average price. At that crazy Toys R Us in, in White Plains, it was like twenty six ninety nine. So that's that's like the high end of the spectrum. All of a sudden, right. this new Avengers wave that just came out, they're pricing at all the stores I go to, they're priced at eighteen ninety nine. Um, so I think there's a concentrated effort there to to lower the prices and try to keep those controlled because I, there must be a lot. I know there's a lot of complaints out there about. Well, let's. About I mean, like, let's take a look at it. I mean, like. When you when you look at a, a company, well, actually, let's look at it like this. If you look at a company like McFarlane, who continues to keep the prices at a good point, fifteen dollars max, max, and NECA, NECA, which does even triple the amount of articulation for the size of the figures, and they're twenty dollars. It's like you're out of your goddamn mind thinking that we. Consumers should be spending twenty dollars on a figure that doesn't look like the actor, kind of looks like the the character in the comic, which they get more free reign with, and doesn't have the articulation. It's like 
we're basically buying these these figures and they're screwing us over, in my opinion. Yeah, eighteen ninety nine is a little bit more decent. Yeah, I, I agree with the eighteen ninety nine. I don't think that any action figure, unless you're talking like um, collect. I I don't even want to say collectors because NECA does a great job keeping them under that price. You know, like let's take Marvel Selects for an example. Those are great figures at the seven inch oh. um, scale with great yeah. accessories, and I I don't mind paying that much. But most of the time, you can pre-order those for under twenty bucks anyhow. So um, I don't believe that you should be paying for this this scale of action figure any more than twenty bucks. I right. mean, twenty right. bucks is is fair. It's fair to ask, um, especially especially when you're talking not too long ago, it was half that price. Right, and, and I agree, and I think that, um, you know, I just think that they kind of need to, I mean, I guess they're working on it. I don't know how much lower that they'll go, especially with, obviously, the way that things are going with the Marvel uh, world, the cinematic universe, soon be the universe with Daredevil. It's like people are spending the money. And, and at the comic book shops, this is a, an insane time to be a collector of comics or toys because, I mean, you're getting everything that you've ever wanted and more. Um, though I also feel like you, you're paying for it. <laughs> exactly. I, so. But, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's, it is pointed towards the adult collector and... and you know, we're the ones that have the money to spend on it. So, I mean, all the all the companies are doing a great job at, at releasing toys and and collectibles at all levels of all levels for you know for different ages. Um, so, I mean, <clears throat> we as as geeks growing up, we're in a great time for all that. And <clears throat> yeah, this is this is the time. Mm-hmm. So. With that, we'd like to go to a commercial break and talk about our other podcast. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, Tegan? Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. 
Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you gotta leave. I called the cops. And those were some officials. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. We, we, have, such a, we have such a delightful network of uh, podcasts. I know, I know, I know. All right, so uh, let's, Chris, lead us off. We let's talk about now. Now, what what waves are out? Uh, you had touched upon the Avengers line um, a little bit. Like, what do we got that's out on the market that uh, the other toy collectors want to see, want to get hands on? Um, you know, with the line really picking up um, lately. I mean. We, you know, we just mentioned that just in 2012, we really started to take notice that the line was starting to look better. Um, yep. You know, and paying a little bit better attention to what they were sculpting. Um, but all of a sudden, we saw these very specific um, series coming out uh, based on, like, the movies. We had uh, Captain America um, and Spider-Man and... Right. X Men, which was more comic based, I guess, but uh, and the and the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy series, which was amazing, based on the movies. Um, so the other ones, the other ones were kind of crossing over from comic book to movie figures, which was a nice assortment, and they were also featuring different build figures. Uh, and then now we're seeing release of a new uh, Hasbro's doing an Avengers Marvel Legend, Legends line. Uh, they just released series one, and then uh, you and I saw series two and three at. Um, at uh, Toy Fair this year and also the new Spider-Man series so they had the Amazing Spider-Man um, series and now they're going to be following up with another one which will have that Hobgoblin uh, Build-A-Figure that you uh, got your eyes on and uh, and the Spider-Man 2099 one that's out well yeah no they're they're out but they're uh, kind of on uh, I haven't seen them that much in stores so let you, me just tell you guys if you're yeah, if you're looking to get your hands on those figures, just order them. I'm sorry. Like, order them, sell them on eBay if you don't want the specific figure, like that weird, um, that Venom one, which I don't give a shit about. Anti-Venom, but, yeah. Yeah, Anti-Venom. I want that Hobgoblin so bad. That's from the Superior Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man came out in the, the previous Spider-Man line, and that figure is fantastic. That was the kind of the odd man out of the group when the other ones were like Amazing Spider-Man from Amazing Spider-Man 2, Electro from Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, but no, not Superior really. Spider-Man... No, they, huh? they, had a, they had a bunch of comic book-based characters as well. I mean, it was just kind of paying homage to a current character in the, in the books, which is, which is a cool thing because I always kind of criticize lines that they're not kind of up-to-date with what, what's out. I mean... Well, we got to build a figure for Thor. Right. Uh, and I mean, that's, no, no, that's what old, I'm saying is that they're not yeah. they're not waiting too long now to put these figures out, um, which is really amazing um, because I well, want if you, you know think I, about it. No, go on. No, I'm just saying I just I, I I want that you know when I see it in the comics, I'd love to have representation of that in figure form. Right, I want to gore the God Butcher <laughs> from oh my uh, gosh, Jason Aaron's Thor so bad. I mean, I and, just uh, I actually. I was just gonna say, I just you know how I just found that line, and and it's 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 now it's almost impossible to find the two female figures, um, the Scarlet Witch and and Captain Marvel. So like you were saying, you know, 
if if you're thinking about even getting them, just order them, uh, pre-order that stuff because it's it's really hard to find in stores unless you get lucky. An order from just get a box. Go to Entertainment, Entertainment. Earth. Mm-hmm. Order the case. Entertainment Earth is one of our affiliates, but they're also I mean they have they have not honestly, and they're very decently priced, mm-hmm. and they let you pre-order, so they're awesome. Um, yeah. That's that's the way. If you want to get these builder figures and you want to get these select figures, the way to go. And you know, we we're gonna spend episodes about the actual hunt because we do love the hunt. Um, but save yourself the trouble. All right, so, wh- what do you think about the build a figure concept in general? I know that I'm a huge fan of this this new one with the uh, is it is it old man Thor or is it Thor or Olden uh, uh, Thor, Odin's son. I think it's well, Old Man Thor. It's Old Man Thor um, because it's the you get the Jason Thor, uh, Jason Aaron Thor in the series, which yeah. is a great figure. I mean, it's it's really cool, and I, I really wanted to get my hands on that one. Um, I'm surprised but I, they didn't put the the young Thor. I, I'm I'm sure that'll be down the line, but you can't yeah. you're not going to pack it that heavy, especially when the build a figure is based around it anyhow. Right. Uh, and you know, I was lucky enough to find them all at Toys R Us, so I I got I got them and I. Can't wait to do that because that that comic was awesome, and that's what drives me to like really want to to buy a figure like that. And I I think that they've that Toy Biz and Hasbro did a really good job throughout the years with all the build a figures. And there was some really right. kind of weird ones like like Puck <laughs> was a strange one to me. Um, let's see what else. Yeah. There was I mean, Aries. You know, when you're given like figures that. That are that are smaller. I I don't mind that, but I just I don't feel it's as impressive impressive as what like Toyvis did with, say, the Giant Apocalypse or or the Sentinel or the, or the Galactus. You know, it's, right? It, it's such the that kind of quality of a figure that you're getting, just dominates kind of um, what to, to to you know compared to today's standards. I feel like if you're yeah if you're gonna do the build a figure, either. I mean, make it something like Old Man Thor, which I think is amazing, or Hobgoblin, which is amazing, especially since the old Hobgoblin figure... Oh, wait, never mind. The Toy Biz Hobgoblin figure. We're going to get into our top five favorite from a line. Yeah. Never mind. That's that's on my list. Um, But (laughs) anyways, um, you know, it's a popular comic, a very popular comic from Superior Spider-Man. It's like, but I, I still think that, like, Let's try to get a figure like that Green Goblin from Ultimate Spider-Man, or Ultimate Green Goblin as it is, bigger than life. I mean, like, that figure's huge, there's flames, you know, it's it's cool. I, I like the bigger ones better. Or, like with the um, with the Guardians of the Galaxy one, do it with Groot, oh, because Groot. he's a big figure anyhow, and yep. you're going to want to make the people buy the whole line. So how do you convince them to buy every figure in the line if it's not an exclusive figure like that, like Groot or, or Old Man Thor, or but not everyone you know, do an Old Man Logan, you know, but the, not everyone has the right. Wow. But the people that do, the people who are going to like collect these lines, make it worth the hunt, make it worth tracking down all these figures. That's all. I'm, that's all. I'm if you had an Old Man Logan line that you could get variants oh, yeah. like DS, like Diamond Select Toys did, you you put out all the different not all the different Logans, but a, a various Logans, 
and then the build a figure is either Old Man Logan, uh, one of the Hulk like inbred, <laughs> or Hawkeye. Fuck yeah. Any any one of those scenarios, I would be there and get the entire line. Just to have an old man Logan figure that's articulated, that's what I want. See, but I think those kind of figures, they, they work better as box sets, and I think Toy Biz proved that because they did that House of M box set. They did the Young Avengers right. box set. So you, you do those more obscure, the ones you don't think people are going to buy more, you know, you know, you're not certain they're going to buy it. Um, so put them out as a box set with something that's um, that's more interesting, like the upcoming Shield one that that with Maria Hill and the the Agent Coulson and the and the and the Nick Fury. I mean, do these great or make them exclusive even, so you don't have to produce as many and and, and lose out on money. It's just yeah. It's just, Sky is an inhuman. <laughs> as the built-up figure. Well, that not even right. I mean, that that would be just joking. <laughs> no, but that was another thing that I think we I wanted to mention too is that, you know, there's there's just from the crossovers of the comics and the, and the movies and doing all that stuff. I'm I'm sure that we're gonna see stuff crossing over the Netflix series and Agents of Shield, and I'm sure we'll get a couple of figures. I would I would you know if I if I was enough you know I was gonna buy the that Shield three the box set anyhow. I would get a Melinda May figure to go with my Coulson, or even like whatever. You know what I mean? Right. I I agree. So, you know, you're touching upon Agents of Shield and the Netflix shows. Like, what other figures do you want to see? You know what I mean? I know one thing that DC does um, very well, and I actually just picked up my my Greg Capullo, Jim Gordon figure. I would I would like to see an artist. Um, line. I, th- I think it would be fantastic. And I would I, pay I, more money. I would pay more money for it. I think that would be really cool um, because if you look back at the Toy Biz series, you've got a lot of those first appearance figures w- that were based on like the Jack Kirby artwork. And that, and that's just right. really, and that just proved that people did want to chase down those figures and get their hands on the Grey Hulk or, or the first appearance Hulk or whatever it was. Uh, first appearance right. Iron Man. All those classic figures. So why not base them off of, like, hey, let's do, I don't know, like a Todd McFarlane Spider-Man line. Or now, you know, now they're doing the, the, the whole Jason Aaron line. So let's let's do more of that. Let's make them more comic book specific. Yeah, but that's East Ethan Ribrick, you know, really. You, I mean, Jason Aaron written, but it is. No, 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 I know. I, I, don't, I don't remember the artist's name, so I was hoping you'd uh, fill in there. <laughs> Isad Ribrick, I think. I could be there, saying it wrong. But, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be very cool if we got a McNiven Old Man Logan or Death of Wolverine, you know what I mean? Uh, McNiven Spider-Man. Actually, we could do a whole McNiven line, Civil War. McNiven you know would be I mean? a great one. <laughs> McNiven Guardians of the Galaxy. Take my money, please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. Um, another thing, like we we got the movies coming out. I don't. Did we see at Toy Fair? I don't think we did. We didn't see a Marvel Legends Ant Man. You know, like I'm sh- yeah. like no, we did. They they capitalized on Guardians and they capitalized on Captain America. So the next ones, but we're not really seeing any more uh, Legends for. Are we seeing anything for yes. Age of Ultron? I feel yeah, like we're yeah, not. Yeah. No, 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 we totally are. Um, 
the next couple of series in this Avengers waves, uh, they have some inclusions from those movies. So you can have okay. like Hulk with the stretchy pants. I think there's a Cap. I think there's a Iron Man. Um, okay. So there are there there are those. Those are definitely coming out. Um, there's a bunch like Hasbro is doing a bunch of different um, um, Ant Man toys as well. They're doing them. Well, at I know levels. they. I remember that, but I just couldn't remember if they were for the Legends line. Yes. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. He there was a six inch one there, and there was also that one with like that road on the on the on the ant. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Marvel's but, not going to so then yeah, gonna miss out, they're not going to miss on the chance to to you know capitalize on that movie. Well, Hasbro is now obviously in partnership with Disney, which they have the Star Wars line as well. You know, and Disney is all about the merchandising. So, I, I it doesn't surprise me. We'll see a Black Panther. We'll see a Doctor Strange's Benedict Cumberbuns. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see all that stuff. It'll be great. I just don't want to see. Um, I don't want to see a Michael Douglas Hank Pym. I do. I want oh. a Michael Douglas toy. I'll go around with my Carl Urban uh, Bones figure from Star Trek. <laughs> the, only, the only toy that I have from that movie. <laughs> Carl Urban and Michael Douglas buddy cap. <laughs> Dread, Dread two. Why not? Why, why not? Dread. So, father of Dread. Let's wrap this show up with our our top five, uh, either Toy Biz or Hasbro Marvel Legends toys. Yeah, mine are mine. Mine's a mix of the two because, you know, like I said, I I I have a a, a big love for the um for the Toy Biz line. It was it was definitely um. The line that the defined, you know, next to Star Wars, that defined my collecting habits. Defined your entire life. Uh, no, <laughs> a little Sorry. bit, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Right. So what Dude, are they? <laughs> you want me to? You want me to start? Okay. I. Uh, I'll start. Um. You know, I think I think number five. I one of my favorite characters is Captain America. Um. But when he put on that super soldier uniform and he didn't wear the mask. I thought that was a really cool that figure of him. Yeah. Yeah. With his, yeah. his just straight blue uniform with like that, right. that gray star. Um, right. with the, and what I did was I actually, I, I was lucky enough to find the one with the, uh, not the solid shield, but the, you know, with the holographic shield, not the holographic cause he would get killed, but, uh, with the uh, energy shield. Right. Uh, so that, that's my favorite captain America. Out of all of them, I mean, there's a couple other good ones like the Ultimate, but um, and the Classic, but those are old, old school. Um, right. Number four, uh, I'm gonna have to say I'm going way back to the Spider-Man Classics, uh, Symbiote Spider-Man. Uh, I was always a big fan. I I know I had that comic when I was a kid, and I I really regret being a kid at that point. Yep. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I made collages out of that comic. I'm not sure, but that those Spider-Man toys were so articulated, and they had those cool bases you could hang on the wall. So I would just, I would, I would just like have them hanging off my ceiling and and just displayed like that. And it's you know the symbi- symbiote spider, Spidey is a cool, is a cool costume. Oh, obviously, of course, before he uh, jumps on to my favorite character, Venom, um, but. I, I haven't really been that impressed by any of the Venoms that, that 
Toybas or Hasbro did. I never liked any of them. Um, until, not even, um, the Age of Venom's cool. I never, you know, it's cool, but not Eddie Brock Venom. Um, <clears throat> but I love, you know, the Diamond Select. Diamond Select is an awesome Venom, and that will always be my favorite one. So, um, so right. no, number three, um, I got Hope Summers. Um, uh, we talked about her before. Uh, it's a great figure. She comes with a giant gun. Um, I you can do some really cool, sexy poses with her, um, where she's like, That's you can so put her. It, hey, I mean, people buy these you know, the Bushido <laughs> statues and stuff like that. So I mean, whatever, man. It's it, she's, <laughs> she's a badass chick, um, and she's got a big gun. So um, I I really love those those X Men comics and how like Cable protected her from baby, and then she grew up, and then like she she came back and joined the X Men. And it was really like, it was like a rejuvenated period for me and my love for the X Men since like we were we were in middle school. So, I she was a character that really just stood out because she was new and um, she was a redhead and um, yeah, you know, and she was <laughs> she was like a weird child from like I think it was Cyclops and Jean Grey from the future, a yeah. different future than we were even we even knew about. So yeah, she is. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I love her. She's good times. Um, next up, <laughs> number two, Brown Wolverine. Um, the very first uh, Marvel toy I ever got was, I, I think it was made by Toy Biz, was that, that old Wolverine toy that with a pop-out claws. Um, and I, I really wanted him, and my parents got, got him for me for Christmas, and and that, to, that toy was the Wolverine I... I that I that I read about in the comics and all that when I was growing up. Yeah. Uh, so when when Marvel Legends made that, uh, when Toy Biz made that one actually, that that set was sweet. It came with like a, a strange Japanese like dojo um, diorama thing. Uh, I mean um, accessory and and the uh, his famous sword. I forget what it's called right now, but that that toy is sweet. I actually That's have. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shared universe that needs to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's ask and, IDW. Um, yeah, let's see if they can just steal the rights to all that because it's <laughs> whatever. Um, and then finally, um, my I guess my favorite one of my favorite characters of all time is Doctor Doom. And yeah. you know the problem is is that like the very first Doctor Doom is 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 a weird looking figure. I like it. And it's very classic. I know it's it's it's. I guess it's supposed to be based on the old comics, but um, Hasbro did one in their newer series, and that one is just is just epic. It it the um, the alternative um, alternative the chase figure for that one is a white Doctor Doom from when uh, Hickman was writing the, the Fantastic Four series when they had all the white costumes. Um, so that was cool. But um, the sculpt on that is beautiful. Um, it's just like and his hands open so he can do like those crazy diabolical uh, <laughs> poses with him. Um, so that that that's my favorite one of, of all time. And that's it's funny to say that because I love the Toy Biz th- series, but you know, like we said, 2012 and all you know, they really started to pick up what they were doing, and uh, Hasbro turned around big time. Yeah, absolutely. Um... It's funny. So we didn't we didn't look at our list 
like each other's lists beforehand. But yeah, we share at least two of those. Uh, number one is Doctor Doom, because that figure is awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I love it. Um, number two is Wolverine. Uh, wait, wait, we share we share one and two. We share well. I share two of them with you. Oh, okay. I haven't gotten to my favorite figure yet. Okay. Um, Magneto, badass. Like, he reminds me of Jim Lee's Magneto when he's ripping out Wolverine's Animanium. And the new, the new Magneto figure that came out where his eyes fucking droopy as hell and he just looks weird and melted and slow. I cannot stand it. That <laughs> old one from Toy Biz, spot on. That is Wolverine. That is Blade. He has a fucking motorcycle with his figure. And I actually went on eBay. I don't know if I... I'm sure I told you this, but I bought that figure um, loose for six bucks. But he's got the coat. He had the excess. He just didn't have the motorcycle. But I was like, I gotta get that Wesley Snipes figure back again. Let, yeah. let me just let me just say something about including vehicles in with your figures. Oh yeah, like they did it with that figure, and then they did they did that legendary rider series, where you had like Hawkeye's like hover bike, and you had like Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider had his bike in another series. Yeah, that's just that's just. I mean, you're paying under ten bucks for a figure with a vehicle. Yeah, that's insanity. Like you would just never, just never happen nowadays. No. Never, never, never. Um, not for that cost. You'd be spending $30 easily. Um, and then the, my, my number one, and I already mentioned it before, is Hobgoblin. Like, their Hobgoblin... Th- so I have the original one from the 90s animated Spider-Man show. And no points of articulation. The only cool thing is that in his hand, um, you, can, you can put like a... a pumpkin so like it sticks into his hands there's like a little hole and like that's cool or whatever and you can put him on his uh, glider and then for some crazy reason I don't know who did the sculpting on this but they took Hobgoblin and made his like cape all shredded his face literally looks like a demon with a huge long tongue like Venom he's got evil teeth He's under like this huge hood, which you can also take off the hood and cape, and just he's an extremely menacing and evil-looking figure. And I've never seen a Hobgoblin look like it. Never again. Not even Alex Ross. I don't even know where they came up with this idea. So and like he's got thigh joints that move. He's got uh, ankle joints. He's got the hand wrist joints. I mean, just an extremely articulated. Well detailed, well sculpted figure. So that's my number one. Um, Hobgoblin's not even my favorite Spider-Man villain, but so fucking cool. I'll never, I've never seen a cooler figure. Yeah, he's the thing of nightmares. <laughs> yes. So that's uh. Do you have anything else you want to say about about Toy Biz, man? About Hasbro and Marvel Legends? I don't, but I. I just, I just, <laughs> I, I just want to say, I just want to say that I'm happy that Hasbro has been able, you know, they were able to turn around the series and, and you know, carry on and, and get me interested in collecting Marvel figures again, um, because we're looking at now. I mean, 
it's it's clearly over a decade of collecting these figures. And I, I hope yeah. I hope to around for another decade after this because with the the docket of Marvel movies on the horizon, there's no reason where why there will be an end to to what they can make. Right. And I completely agree. Um, very happy that Hasbro's kind of back on their game, or starting their game, as it were, uh, with the line of the figures. And, um, you know, very, very excited. So there was uh, episode two of the Pursuit of Podcast. Um, we the Pursuit have of other Plastic. Pod- <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus Christ. The Pursuit of pursuing- Plastic Podcast. Uh, it's a lot of peas in there, Chris. I'm sorry. So, um, you can you can check us out. Uh, we do updates on our Twitter. That's going to be at our. Don't forget to tell Twitter. So it's D Fatal D F A T O W E L. Um, check us out on the Don't Forget to Tell Facebook. Um, just search Don't Forget to Tell. Um, Pursuit of Plastic. We also have on iTunes. And on Stitcher, I don't know which one you're listening to, but we have them on both. Uh, we also have some other podcasts that you can listen to. Chris, tell them about those. Uh, we have our we have the Gourmet Scum Radio, which is uh, Casey and his cousin Chris Seaver. Uh, they talk about all things geekly, of course. Uh, there's no limit to what you may hear on that show. Mostly uh, 80s. <laughs> yeah, most, mostly throwbacks mostly to uh, the better the better days. Um, yeah. Then there's those geeks you know. Uh, in case you want to say a little bit about that. So those geeks you know is me um, with my friends Dave and Bob. Yeah, the common theme apparently is me um, <laughs> on these podcasts. But you're, uh, you're a yeah, celebrity, buddy. You're a celebrity. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Bob and Dave. Um, same thing. We geek out. We're a little bit more modern with what we talk about, uh, but comics and and all that stuff. And then Chris, the last one. Uh, well, we just uh, we just started Towel I Talk, which is our flagship podcast for Don't Forget a Towel. Uh, it's going to be a more of a it's going to be a shared podcast where we'll have different guests on. It might not always be Casey and I. It might you know. Well, it should probably you never, be you never know, Chris. It'll be one of us. It'll one be of, one us. of us hanging out with another uh, geek with a special guest star geek or whatever. So. Uh, we're, we've really been looking forward to launching that podcast, and it's it's on its way finally. So, so you can check out all of these podcasts at our website, don'tforgettotowel.com. Uh, and like I said, you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Be sure to share them around with your friends, comment. We're, we're new podcasting. Even though we have a quote-unquote network, we're very new to it, so we encourage any comments, any criticisms, any... You know, anything can help us to grow. Um, we also have a donation page set up on our website so that we can better, you know, get better equipment, better microphone, um, fees of doing the podcast as well. Uh, anything that you donate gets kicked right back to the show, so we appreciate any of your support and all of you guys for listening as well. Yeah, and, you know, don't forget a towel. Oh my god, yeah. Fuck yeah. Alright, right? cool. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> bye. <laughs> no, this is Casey saying bye. This is Chris. Happy hunting. <laughs>